everyone. Welcome back to Reputation Matters. I'm your host, Chelsea Craig. And today we have the true pleasure of speaking with Zach Duncan of Root & Branch Digital Marketing. Zach, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chelsea. Good to be here. Good. We're super excited. I'm jealous of your warm coffee. Zach is a, is a fellow coffee addict as myself. But other than that, I want to, you know, Zach, if you could tell us just a little background about yourself, your business, and, and anything that we should know. Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm coming to you here from uh, global headquarters of Root & Branch Group, which is the third floor of my house. We're just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So Root & Branch Group, well, we do a lot of things in digital marketing, really focusing on SEO, on-page SEO, and also local, and then um, digital analytics as well. So that's kind of like my, my main job. And then on the side, I guess, I am the digital marketer marketing executive in residence at the University of Pittsburgh, which sounds very fancy, but I think what it means is like lower than adjunct professor on the totem pole, but I still get to teach digital marketing classes. So I really enjoy teaching and training. And over the last probably like six-ish months, Root & Branch Group has been shifting less from um, retainer-based ongoing management clients and more towards kind of like a hybrid model where we'll do some implementation and we'll also do some training. So like, you know, we'll develop a keyword strategy for for a client, do some blogs for them, and then teach them how to continue that on an ongoing basis. So yeah, that's kind of the the story of Root & Branch Group. Prior to this, well, I guess to go all the way back to the beginning of professional working life, I worked for Dick's Sporting Goods when I graduated from college. I was there for almost 10 years. So started in merchandising and then Um, moved into marketing, did brand marketing, marketing planning. From there, I did almost one year at GNC. I didn't make it quite a full year, but um, there I was the director of CRM. Then I also did some work on the strategy team. And um, yeah, that kind of coincided with getting ready to have a daughter. And I was like, all right, my wife works a lot. I work a lot. We have to keep this human alive. How are we going to do that? I was like, well, I've done a lot of marketing things. I can just start a marketing company and people will want to hire me. Of course, it's just that simple. <laughs> right. It was just that simple. It was just that simple. Except I found that um, the skills that I had from at least the the skills and experience from like larger companies did not translate to any companies who would um, be willing to talk to me. So that was a period of like two to three months of intense humility and fear and anger and all of those like emotions. And then uh, finally, from there, kind of realized like, man, if I'm going to have my own company, I really need to actually learn some of these practical skills. And that was when I really started getting all like the Google certifications and like Google Analytics. At that point, it was called Google AdWords, now Google Ads. And that was what launched the digital marketing kind of track of that I've been on since then. I love that. And and I know you and I were talking earlier, just our, our kind of shared stories of going from corporate into the, the crazy world of entrepreneurism. And I definitely agree that you come up with this idea and you think, this is gold. Everyone <laughs> is going to want me. I'm going to have this banging down my door. You yes. launch the company, opening day comes, and it's crickets. And a lot of, especially in the digital marketing space, I mean, I know the advantage that you bring to your clients, the clear kind of care and compassion that you have for them. But when you're starting off, you know, you've got to build that book. You have to build those relationships and no pun intended, your reputation matters. You need to build that. How did you, as a, as a new company, essentially with no clients going from very corporate to small business. So not much overlap there. How did you go about building that reputation, establishing trust and ultimately, you know, building root and branch into the, the success that it is today? Yeah. So initially I begged people to let me do work for them. Um, <laughs> and the, the first victim I found was my aunt who has an HVAC company. And Perfect for digital marketing though. 
Right. Yeah. So her company, they serve HVAC contractors. So kind of like wholesale side of the business. And she knew a little bit about like Google ad search and knew that it seemed like it, there could be some promise there. And yeah, she just agreed to let me like build a, again, then it was Google AdWords. So a Google AdWords account for her and start running it. And then after that, there were some, there was some success and she's like, all right, maybe now like I'll pay you. And we kind of like worked through that process. Like, so that was kind of like my on the job training with like talking to a client. And it was, it was nice that it was family. I mean, she's tough. She's a lot tougher than me. So she didn't make it easy on me, but it was still nice to, to have someone who, um, yeah, who I knew. But even with that, like getting some practical experience, it was not enough to like say, Hey, now I have a business. So I, I was pitching all of like the established agencies in the area, not as like, hey, I can come in and like audit your search accounts or do a Google Analytics setup because I didn't know how to do that really. But I was like, I know how to think like a client. I know how to think like the clients that you're pitching. So can I come in and help you do like business development work? Can I help you do like account strategy work? I don't know how to actually do any of the stuff in the platforms really, but I can help maybe be that bridge. And I got one agency that I did some, some freelance work for, they actually ended up hiring me. So I didn't really, this wasn't the plan, but I did end up working for them full time for almost a year. So like I started my business, had my, my aunt as a client, realized that's not going to pay the bills and then had this opportunity to go join a more established agency for a year, which I, which I did. And in that time, that's when I really like learned a lot. I learned how much these young people who had just recently graduated from college and I had gone from a team of, I mean, at one point I managed a team of almost 15 people. And now there were people much younger than me who were managing me. And I'm like, and you're smarter than me. So you should be managing me. So that was also humbling, but I learned a ton. And, and I also learned like, I think I can, I think I can do this now. And I think I can also charge less for the same level of work. And I'm not going to need to have overhead for like a nice, cool, fancy office because I can, you know, work from global headquarters here in the third floor of my house. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was how that worked. I love it. You know, there's nothing like like learning by fire and just the the battle wounds and scars you get in your first year of launching a business. One of the points you just mentioned is you you had the ability to think like a client. I know when we were talking, you you specifically kind of spoke about implementing some tools to help your your clients really with their online reputation and reviews. And it's important in those instances, a lot of businesses don't think about it, but reviews really matter from the customer's perspective. So what was that like when you were kind of working with them or, you know, having those conversations? Did you find that the businesses understood that right away or you had to kind of coach them to think like a customer as well? Oh yeah, definitely coaching, which was shocking to me because to me and to you as well, I'm sure it just feels like kind of intuitive, like, man, we should really care about what people are saying about us, but mm -hmm. maybe it's because businesses larger than ours, the people that are running them, they have so many things that they're managing. Like the last Google review probably isn't, you know, top three, top 30 on their list. I was surprised to find how much coaching was required. And I don't think I have the right coaching approach yet. Cause I would still say like for a lot of clients, they're just like, okay, like I see these charts and I hear what you're saying, but like, I don't fully buy in on it yet. Kind of the best aha moment I guess I had was a client that received a ton of business from their, their Google business listings. And they had a number of them. They still do. So they get phone calls from them and we track like traffic that comes through clicks from the Google business listing to the website, like into Google analytics and see how many of those people end up becoming like leads and, and new, new patients. And they dropped from a 
4.0. They're always kind of hovering 4.0, 4.1 average rating. They dropped to a 3.9. And like their visibility in that Google local three pack for like almost all of the bottom funnel searches that mattered to them just went to like nothing because they were out of the three pack and they could see like, wow, we're getting a lot less calls and a lot less business. And this should be something that we do care about. So yeah, so that was my best example of getting a client to really buy in, but it wasn't because of anything I said. I would love to know what kind of your talk track is because I I would totally plagiarize that because I don't have it on my own without that ex- example. <laughs> we we could definitely hush that out later. I don't want to don't want to monopolize the show. So I know you we also talked about a couple of different strategies that you had. You talked about, you know, one client saw success because they really owned it and managed it versus others, you know, tried you tried to set them up with tools and systems and it kind of fell flat. Yes this client in particular so they understood it where where did they fall in that that kind of solution yeah so this client's actually a great example because they're kind of like at different parts of their journey they were all of those different examples. So they kind of realized like, hey, you know what? This is a problem. We should do something. And I was like, great. I'll do some research. I'll figure out what kind of reputation management software is out there. What can we use? We looked at BirdEye. That was where we ended up going. And yeah, basically sync BirdEye with a number of their locations. And then I had another couple of clients that could also use it. So I kind of sold them on like, hey, there's this BirdEye thing. Reviews really matter. We can set this up. It's pretty easy for you guys to do. Here's all you need to do. And me as like the bird eye partner agency, you know, I got kind of got paid because I paid wholesale rate to them. And I felt pretty good because my clients weren't paying me any more than they would have just paid if they went direct to bird eye because, you know, I just kind of made money on the difference. So yeah, it all seemed like this perfect setup, except it didn't work at all because like the clients didn't actually like do the work of like identifying the emails, sending out the the email review requests and the text review requests. Like I thought the platform was great, but like the implementation was really bad. And it just got to be this thing. (laughs) Remember like sending out monthly reporting recaps. So I'll do like a PowerPoint deck and like normally like a little video of me talking about some highlights and I'll send that to them. Yeah. We just got to a situation where it felt like every month I would be like, and as a reminder, send out those review requests because like, look what's happening to our, our GMB traffic. Like, and that's because reviews have stagnated, like this stuff matters and it just didn't happen. Right. So that client, what happened again, eventually was their average rating, like kind of ticked down to a certain degree. And we started to really see the impact in inbound lead volume. And that was when they really got serious and they designated someone in-house who was going to be kind of like their review person. And at that point, we had already decided, hey, this bird I think doesn't work, right? Like, because they're not going to do it. (laughs) And I don't want to pay you for something you're not going to use, charge you for something you're not going to use. Yeah. So they ended up then getting a direct kind of relationship with BirdEye. And I helped facilitate that. But I was like, this is all on you guys. Like, I'm not going to be the one doing the review generation. Like, I don't know how to do it cost effectively because it's expensive and time consuming if you don't know exactly what you're doing. And like, yeah, it's going to be you guys. And they decided it was going to be them. And now we are in the fourth month of them like relaunching with like a dedicated plan, a dedicated resource who's like doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And the results have been like, out of control, like mm-hmm. out of control, good. And it makes me happy because even though I don't, I'm not in any way involved in the invoicing or paying for anything related to that, like their strong reviews make their entire digital marketing ecosystem function so much better. Like, yes, 
because yeah, on-page SEO and local SEO are so closely interlinked. Like they get a whole bunch of awesome five-star reviews in Google that helps their domain overall, like lift. And we start to see like our keywords for on-page stuff moving up. And I get to feel like in my little video to them, look how smart I am. Look at all this good news. But so much of it is just the the person that they designated in-house got like 45 star Google reviews for them last month, like, mm -hmm. which is crazy and won't continue. But like the results that that has had, um, I pulled some stats on like February and March just on their, their Google, my business traffic. And it's their sessions on their site year over year is like up 46% to about 3000 contact page visits onto their website from traffic coming from Google. My business is up 215% and prospective patient, like basically appointment request forms is up 225% from traffic from GMB. And like last month alone, there were 893 of those like click to um, clicks to call from all of their listings, which was up over like 250 on a year over year basis. And it's all because of these reviews. So, and really what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. So, I mean, we always, you you can always talk numbers and we say, you know, your reviews and rankings, they're the third largest contributor. Their 70% of the business goes to that three pack, as you kind of talked about when they dropped out of that three pack. But it's it's one thing to say those numbers and to think about it. And it's an entirely different process to kind of experience it. Yeah. I mean, and you're you're definitely not alone with your clients with what they experience. You know, the tools can be incredible, but they're only as good as the person implementing them and using them. And it's definitely something we try and talk a lot. And you know, the one of the things that we offer at Rhino, you mentioned you're on the fourth month, you know, how do you, so that's one thing that, that a lot of digital marketing agencies struggle with is managing the expectation of time with results and mm. the impact that, you know, by unfortunately not growing those reviews and having that negatively impact their search, having that negatively impact their visibility. It's when you do decide, okay, we do need to manage this. We do need to put a process in play it's not an overnight switch. Unfortunately, no. you know, this is, you, you mentioned four months of them working and the results are incredible, but it's, it takes time. How did you manage that expectation or was the client kind of aware of what they were getting into with that process? Yeah, that's a really good question. It's a, it's a, it's a challenging one and something, you know, selfishly I struggle with as well. So I'm loving to, to pick your brain on that. Yeah. I feel like that's almost for, well, for us to take on a new client, like that's kind of like the, the biggest screening question that I need to know before feeling if a, if a prospective client's going to work out or not, because I've had clients where I feel like we've been on the same page and then it's, you know, two weeks in, Hey, I didn't make a million dollars. Like what's, what's going on? And I'm obviously exaggerating, but like there are, for me, at least I've found that there are some the best clients we've had, the ones where we've generated the best results are also the most patient because it's going to be like a three to six month timeline to have a plan, implement a plan, execute on the plan, have enough time to get some data so you can make like some refinements to what you're doing, but also not do like crazy strategic swings. Like, you know, it's been one month and this didn't happen. Well, we were over here. Let's go all the way over here. Like if you do that, you just end up like... You never can kind of... You're a yo-yo, just pinging back and forth. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't... Again, I don't think there's anything awesome that I do to kind of set expectations other than making it really clear with clients that like the success that we've had in the past with clients has generally been in this like longer timeline. It's not something I'm interested in to like try to just bill as much as possible to kind of like keep them on with there's not going to be results. So... I think, yeah, at some point 
the clients that have really worked the best, they kind of, they trust that I'm, what I'm saying is true. And then I'm not interested in just like invoicing without getting results. And once they believe that they're a little more inclined to have some patience and see the, and see the results. And yeah, it generally, the good news about this stuff is like, it works, right? Like we're trying to feed this in a way, this giant algorithm and the Google algorithm really is like a customer service algorithm. Not because Google is like somehow altruistic. It's not, but like Google just makes a lot of money by providing great customer service and giving everybody who uses Google search, like no reason to try Bing or Yahoo or DuckDuckGo. And they do that based on like really caring about five-star reviews, really caring about like high quality content in the on-page setting. So yeah, so just like doing stuff that is truly good customer service actually makes clients the most money and makes Google the most money. So it's just doing that stuff. It's amazing. I mean, customer service, delivering on service. It's also what makes the best five-star reviews. Right? Um, yeah. I love, I love that you brought up that in your opinion, Google is trying to do the right thing. And it's you know, in it has in theory the business's best interest because if the businesses agree with it, obviously Google makes more money. But I'm often asked a lot on, you know, there's all these different platforms, all these directories, which is the best, which matters the most. And we're always preaching Google, 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 because yes, it's the powerhouse engine that over 90% of people search on. But I couldn't agree more. I do feel that in comparison with all the other options out there, they do try and make things as simple as possible, supportive for the small business, not just, you know, it's freedom of speech. People can say what they want that, that some other platforms have out there. Zach, I, I cannot thank you enough for your time today. I, I wanted to, to ask you kind of two quick follow-up questions if, if okay. you're open to it. The first one's going to be most about kind of your business. And the second one's a bit of a curveball, also relating to the business though. If you can provide one quick tip or you know action that, that a business can take today, what would you suggest? And it doesn't, obviously we're partial to reviews and reputation tips, but your experience goes you know wide beyond that. So what do you think is a, you know, a great actionable tip for someone? Yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to hopefully this will count as one, but it's kind of two. (laughs) So from a platform standpoint, Chelsea, it's exactly what you said. I mean, Google, my business is the most powerful platform that's out there for any business with a brick and mortar footprint. And again, it's not because Google's altruistic. Like I think part of the reason that Google, my business is so powerful is because Google hates Yelp. Like, so Google's been within their algorithm, assigning more and more value to signals from GMB. And what that does is it gives basically people less and less reason to care about Yelp because those GMB listings are just so powerful. So yeah, that is far and away number one. If you have the resources to manage it yourself, to solicit those reviews, to manage the reviews, to respond to the reviews, do it. If you don't, and a lot of businesses don't, or at least they don't have the resources and the know-how to do it themselves, like find a business that can help them do that because that's going to be the single biggest needle mover that's out there. And the second one it's related is to care. Like, I feel like some conversations with clients have been like, well, we don't really care, but how do we convince people that we do care? It's like, well, it doesn't, it doesn't really work. Right. And no one would say that, but like, that's kind of what it like boils down to. Like Mm -hmm. if, if someone gives you a one or two star review, like, sure, your first reaction is going to be to get really defensive and get angry because you care about your business. But like, that's not a useful strategy. And if your strategy is rooted in like, man, this is really a bummer. Like this person was super disappointed. How can we turn this around? Like care, like, and 
yeah, those two things together, I would say my one tip. I love it. No, I, I love it. And I was taking furious notes, just some, some great quotes you put in there. Next question, non, non-strategy related, but root and branch. Where did that come from? Yeah. So the idea doing marketing is you can just do things, right? Like you can get out and like do all the things like do TikTok, do Instagram, do whatever, do all of the channels and tactics. And those are like your marketing activations, like your branches. But if they're not grounded in like who you are as a business, like what your strategic differentiator is, like why customers should choose you, what you believe, if you have a mission, like what the mission is, those things aren't going to yield long-term results. It's the same thing with like, if you can't give this strategy three to six months, if you're just going to be like this way and that way and this way, just don't do it because it's it's not going to work. So roots are know what you're doing and why you're doing it, have a plan. And then the branches are like, then go do it. I love that. I love that. I love that. Zach, thank you so much for your time today. If anyone has, you know, follow-up questions, want to get in contact with you, pick your brain or, you know, potentially work with you and your clear expertise in the area, what's the best way for them to get in contact, find you, learn more? Yeah, uh, I would say LinkedIn would be definitely the place to do that. That's become more of, um, yeah, more than even email or the place where I go. And the other place I would say, if you're just like interested in some like SEO or Google Analytics training stuff that I've been making for my classes, join the cast of dozens on the Root and Branch YouTube channel and uh, and check that stuff out there. Awesome. And we will definitely look forward to that one. Anyone that is interested, all those, the links will be in the show notes. So feel free to click through, give them a follow on the YouTube channel, show some love. Zach, thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you, Chelsea. This has been awesome. Thank you again for listening. And we look forward to our next week on Reputation Matters. Thank you for listening. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. Before we go, I want to thank the sponsor of our show, Rhino Reviews. Rhino Reviews can help your business with all your review generation and reputation management needs. If your business could stand to benefit from a strong online presence, and let's be honest, who can't? Visit us on the web, rhino-reviews.com to learn more about what we can do to help. Until next time, don't forget, nine out of 10 buyers Google a business and decide to buy because their reputation matters. Thank you.